following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. The Dallas Cowboys And now, your hosts, Brian Broadus, Jeff Cavanaugh, Kyle Yeomans, and David Hellman. It's Tuesday, March 15th, 2022. Just like we predicted all along, a whole hell of a lot has changed since the last time we did an episode of the Draft Show. I'm David Hellman. I am joined, as always, by my guys, Brian Broaddus, Jeff Cavanaugh, Kyle Yeomans. Let's just get right to it, guys. I mean, we're not... You know, we, we're not really here to get into the weeds of the Dallas Cowboys necessarily, but... Some stuff has happened which has changed the draft. Um, where do you want to start? Amari Cooper is no longer scheduled to be a Dallas Cowboy. I guess that trade won't be finalized until Wednesday when the league year opens. But the widely accepted report is that he's off to Cleveland. Uh, the Cowboys gaining a fifth-round pick and swapping sixth. Yeah! Uh, we can start. Okay, well, that's an interesting reaction. Good return! We can start there, or oh. we can mention... What else? What else has happened in this whirlwind? Randy. Yeah, there we go. Randy. Literally, as we were prepping for this show 15 minutes ago, reports that Randy Gregory has agreed to a five-year extension, probably more like a two-year extension, if I had to guess. But Randy Gregory back with the Cowboys. Demarcus Lawrence restructuring or re- redoing his deal. Really, it's not a restructure, and it's it's an entirely new contract. So you've got your edge rushers back for 2022. Malik Hooker agreed to a two-year contract this morning. So you've got at least one of your top three safeties back in the fold. Uh, Jake McQuaid, can't forget the long snapper. I think that's I think that's everything major that's happened since we last spoke. Guys, where do you want to start? I think we should we should McQuaid. No, I think with McQuaid, I, I shouldn't have given you the option. Oh. We need to start with Amari Cooper. That is the one I think that most drastically impacts the draft. A, because the Cowboys have changed their draft capital. B, because they now have a pretty glaring hole on their roster where they didn't. Take the floor, somebody. What do we got? What do we think? You know, I would just say Sky Moore. Uh, of course. There we go. Great, is a great name. Check <laughs> that box. Now Done. we're able we to get, get started. Can we get odds in Vegas somewhere on saying that name? Over, under, into show? the show? Yeah. yeah. I think that the Cowboys will use a one of their first three picks on a wide receiver, and by the time we get there, everybody will be tired of hearing the names. Because uh, as an unemployed guy, I'm doing some freelance stuff for D Magazine, and so I just wrote an article that'll go up where I went through rounds one, two, three. Here are the targets. Here are the guys who could be Cowboys. One of these guys will be a Cowboy. So, you know, if you let us just fire off 15 names – I can tell you who your number three wide receiver is going to be. Brian, we've been talking about Amari Cooper potentially not being on this team for eight weeks. Now that it's happened, and they did manage to pull off a trade, albeit for not wonderful compensation. I mean, how how do you feel about it? I I think that's kind of the world you live in when you telegraph that you're unhappy with a player with that size contract. How how do you feel about the deal? I think overall, though, this was one of those things where we're learning, and I was talking to some guys in the league about this, that the high-ticket guys, it's more really about money. And I think the things, the questions that people have – 
is like, okay, this guy's not a $20 million player. That's to them, you know. And so, you know, people were not really interested in giving a lot for, you know, somebody that they kind of felt like that maybe this was a, too much, you know. And then the Cowboys obviously had their idea. The Cowboys, I mean, they settled on what they settled. They were interested in moving on. That's clear over there. I, I, I think that, like I say, it, it, when you look at the draft now in relation to it, I think Jeff's right about this, and and to me, it's it's going to be fascinating as they stack their board, how high they have receivers. Do they have receivers higher than they do, say, guards, or maybe potentially even a tackle uh, on that board? So I think you could kind of kind of look at it in two ways. Now it's either going to be a wide receiver or it's going to be an offensive lineman there at 24. And if the board falls that way, I think that's certainly a possibility at wide receiver at 24. But it's also weird because of the Gallup deal also thrown in there as well, because he's coming back and you you do have CeeDee Lamb still in the fold. So do you want to spend a high draft pick? Do you want to spend a first-round pick on a wide receiver when you've already had a 17th overall pick on your roster and you could be wide receiver three if you go pick at 24? would be getting paid $16.2 million a year. That's exactly where I was going, Kyle. And so apologies to Michael Gallup. Sort of that's, glossed yeah, that's over the fact that one. he signed his own five-year deal on Sunday night, 24 hours after the Cooper trade. So you have a you have a pairing of C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup for the foreseeable they future. They might, you know, and you know, with the way you said it, though, it it you know, if you feel like because we were going into last season thinking that three wide receivers was the way to attack the league. And maybe it's not. Maybe yeah. and maybe maybe you know maybe it's on your quarterback too. Maybe it's on your OC. We can get into all that another day, another show. But maybe it's a situation where they say, you know, hey, you know, I I feel like that wide receiver would be in play, but maybe they say, hey, this three wide receiver attack that we keep talking about is probably not the way to go. In this day and age, though, you still even if you don't want to run eleven personnel all the time, you need a quality third receiver. Sure. Right? Well, no, Kansas absolutely. But, but you take a, a quality third receiver at 24. So that's the question. Just, I, me personally, because I'm interested in, and I'm, you know, will they do it? Let's see. I would be interested to know how they stack their board with the receivers on that board as opposed to the offensive linemen on that. So board. let's just go and and we know because look. a defensive end to me is out. Oh, yeah. I agree. That's out. With, yep. with Randy and Demarcus both here for multiple years. I don't know the terms of Randy's deal yet, but I would imagine twenty-eight million guaranteed, five for seventy. So it's probably in real life two-year, two twenty-eight year million I dollar bet deal. You've probably got a two-year out on Randy. They definitely have a two-year out on Demarcus. His guarantees are done after the first two years of his new deal. So, but th- those guys are in place for two seasons. So I don't know how you justify a, a first-round pick on an on an edge rusher right now. But going back to that, I'm just curious what you think. And again. This has all happened in the five days since we've done a show. Plenty more is going to change. They're going to add some more guys. They'll bring some more guys back. They're going to lose a couple if they, guys. If they sign Curse, that takes them out of safety. So I'm starting to so, eliminate positions just, is what I'm so, doing. I think you're absolutely right. I think interior offensive line or maybe offensive line as a whole mm-hmm. and receiver – are the two big trouble spots that I really they might think defensive going. tackle too would be a problem as well. I think well. you're right on in that the, one. Linebacker in the first, in the first round. Linebacker I, could be very well. I think in the first, they're looking at high in defensive tackles. There's so I where mean, do you go? I'm trying to ask the question. I appreciate y'all not letting me get there. Where do you, <laughs> where do you go? I I think wide receiver in the first round would be a stretch for me, but it's not out of the question. Is ultimately what it is. If you have one of these guys, let's say. 
Burks out of Arkansas is your guy. He's your dude, and he's there at 24. Don't hesitate. Make the pick because you like him that much. Don't force a wide receiver at 24 when you can upgrade so many of these other positions. But in the second and the third round, if you want to go get a wide receiver at 56, if you want to turn around and go at 88, I'm fine with that. I think that's where the value might lie in this because you're not necessarily in search for a number one wide receiver. You're in search for a guy to be a back-end developmental prospect underneath Michael Gallup and C.D. Lane. Let me ask you a question then about this. Mm -hmm. How many wide receivers do you have in the first round? I'm talking about you. Four. Four. Who's your last one? Let's see. Probably Olave. Okay. Maybe Would you have Olave over? Now, we're, we're talking about a team the last couple of years that's taken the best player on their board. Sure. Do you have Olave over any of those guards? No. Not, not Linderbaum nor Green. Okay. What I would about, rather take either one of those. What guys. about Zion Johnson? Uh, I would take Zion over Olave. Okay. So, right so that's, that that's might be what they're getting into now. Yeah. That they would rather have that. They would rather have the center or the guard. You're, to me personally, yeah, you personally, me personally, though, the only one that I would take over one of those wide receivers, offensive line wide, would be Lindenbaum. Mm. That would be the only one I would take so out would, of all four of those guys. Yep. You, wow. All right. So let, let's lay them out Traylon Burks, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson. Who am I forgetting as the fourth? Uh, Jameson Wills, Williams. Will, Williams. Williams. Okay. Yeah. Drake Burks London. Either. I did say Burks. Oh, my bad. Sorry. uh, So those four, you're taking all four of those over everybody but Tyler Linderbaum. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Jeffrey? I don't have a first round Uh, I don't have a first round guard. Right. I don't. But I mean when you're picking at twenty four, it's not really a first round player anyway. Right. So that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, I just wouldn't cute it up. I would take the best player. I don't think there's anything that's off limits to them. I think if their best player available plays defensive end, that's a valuable enough position. There's plenty of snaps available. I mean, of I course, would pick of course, you're not wrong. And with the money that the money that just went to Randy Gregory, it's hard to imagine Dorrance Armstrong finding. I mean, we'll see. I don't want to speak too soon, but you can imagine you maybe lose your third defensive end there. Well, that's what Golston's for. Yeah, I mean, that's what you drafted Golston no, but, for. But it's just time just, for him to step up. If, if a guy falls to 24, that you would be stupid to ignore. You draft him. Even if he plays defensive end, you still draft him. Whatever. You can kick tank inside on Who would that tickle downs. I mean, they would take like George a Carl Loftus, Loftus falling, right? David Ojabo. Cool. Uh, At 24? How does that make you feel, yeah. Brian? Uh, you know what? If Carl Loftus is there, I'm okay with that. Carl Loftus, Lindenbaum, those kind of guys, the wide receivers. Dax Hill is another guy that I would take at safety. I depending, really like him. Depending on what happens with, uh, you know, with Curse. It sounds like in all indications that Curse could be a guy in play here that they can get done. I do think they, they're making a push on J-Ron Curse. If I were going to ignore my real answer just to try to answer the question yeah. that I think you want answered. Yes, I want you to Because be my real answer We all know they're going to take the best take player. Take the best player. Yeah, that's very cute but if you and want, not exciting. Yes, if you want to start just nixing positions because of what they've already done. No, you don't even I want to know where Nicobe Dean gets picked because Nicobe mm. Dean I think is really interesting and in mock drafts you're starting to see him in the late 20s and linebacker is still a need for this team. Are we overlooking the need at linebacker? I don't because know why. No, no, I don't think we, we have. I think there's something like you said it to me it's you know the 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 thing that when you look at these linebackers there's going to be faults now sure. there's going to be a lack of height there might be a lack of speed the film doesn't show that on 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 Lloyd but there's there's people are going to say deficiencies there they're going to say it about Lindenbaum too Dallas is going to take a player that's probably got some flaws to him you know and and that's where I you know I, I think that's okay 
But you just got to, you know, you got to know that these players do have some flaws. I'll take the flip side of that and apologize to N'Kobe Dean because just as a player, he's, he's just short. No, I know, but and that's the only issue. He's one of my favorite he players. Have done that. He shouldn't have been short. Hey, trust yeah. me, I, I identify no, but that's, with that. You no, no, have done it either. I know. No, no, but that's <laughs> Thanks, that, that's the thing. That's the thing about it is like that. You know, will the Cowboys will they will they look at that? Will they look at Lloyd and say, ah, well, the four six is four six one, whatever it was. Will they look at that and say, hmm? But well, but you watch the tape and it doesn't show that. But here's what I was gonna say is, I just feel like you can you have the centerpiece right. You got you got the Banff. His name is Micah Parsons. And now we know he doesn't need to move to edge right now if he was ever going to. I don't think he was. Mm-hmm. He's definitely not going to do it now with Randy and DeMarcus back under contract. So you got him. Jabril Cox is still here. Yep. Fortunately for him, you know, it, it always sounds weird to say an injury is good. But if you're going to tear your ACL, at least do it in week five in, or week six, whatever it was, instead of week 15 or 16 like Michael Gallup. It was very selfish of Gallup to tear his yeah, ACL house, towards the end a, of the year. What a selfish player. I, if the Cowboys have their druthers, I think the answer is clearly they're who picking. you that word? I don't know. It's a good word. <laughs> if, you're, if you're picking the guy who it's like, man, I'm really glad he's on the very top of our board while we're picking here, it's one of the guards. Like yeah. That's the, yeah. the glaring weaknesses. If they lined up today, Connor McGovern is probably your left guard, and they don't want him on the field. Yeah. You feel, and I, I think we agree, we don't feel crazy different about the receiver situation. We all agree that it'll be a top 100 pick most likely, but it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't need to be pick 24 when you have Michael Gallup and CeeDee Lamb No, but contract. pick 24 would be a lot of fun. It would be oh, fun. Yeah. It, just like CeeDee Lamb was fun when you had Michael Gallup. It's just like all these other positions. Like, you're going to talk about, should you take this position at 24 in the first round? Oh, my God, you have all of this. But a year or two down the road, you have no idea what you're going to have. You have no idea if CeeDee Lamb is going to get a second contract with this team. Yep. You have no idea if you're going to keep Michael Gallup more than the two years that he has guaranteed money. Wide receivers should not be off limits in the first round because you don't know what the world is going to have going on for your team in 24 months. That's a great point because look at two years ago, 2020, if you would have drafted Caleb on Chase on instead of CeeDee Lamb, where would you be in the wide receiver room right now? You probably would have kept Cooper or found a way to Gallup keep Cooper. would be hanging out with Simi. <laughs> it would be interesting. <laughs> Gallup and Simi. It would what be you, very interesting. What do you guys feel better about, second-round linebackers or second-round guards? <sighs> probably linebackers. I think I'm not linebackers, See, that's too. that. That kind of my point is I just – with all due respect to guys that play linebacker and having a really good one makes a difference, as we saw with Micah, you can find those guys. In my Again, uh, not to be the centerpiece of your linebacker core, but you already have that and guy. Historically, he's right. No, he a is. A lot of really good linebackers come from rounds two through four. Agreed. Yeah. A lot of them. But I think Brian's kind of poking at this a little bit, too. There's there's guards there, too. I mean, there's sure. Ed Ingram from LSU that should yeah. possibly be there. Cade Mays, who I know Dallas has talked to. Jeremy Slayer out of Georgia. There's good, solid guards that are going to be in the I kind of feel like the position of the of the guard might be a little bit deeper than what the linebacker is. So if that's the case, you know, if you go linebacker at 24 and you turn around and you say, okay, this thing might stretch a little bit for some of these guards if you want to go for the inside help there. Mm-hmm. Who's your LB3 behind Lloyd and uh, Dean? Clark and Harris. You talking about linebackers? Yeah, yeah. Clark and Clark from LSU Jamal and Harris Clark and Christian and, Harris. Yeah, and you, Quay I Walker Quay out of Walker Georgia. Out of Georgia. I like Christian Harris too. Quay Walker, Christian Harris, Chad Muma, Leo Chanel, all second round guys for me. Yeah, I just I think I think I can afford to wait on that. 
It, not, I mean, you need one. You're probably going to need one. Although I won't be surprised. We'll see what the market holds for Leighton Vander Esch. I like if if he can't get a great deal somewhere else. I think it's realistic that he could be back here on a, you know, that type of deal. The one year deal thing. A one or two year deal that's worth less than ten million dollars. That type of deal. I think that's totally possible. What is his market value? I, I don't. I know we don't want to get into the weeds. Five million a year. That's kind of what total I was guess. thinking too. I w- if Malik Cooker's four, Van Der Esch might be five or I six. Bet, I bet he's gunning. I bet he wants like six to eight, yeah. and, and then the reality is I think there's teams that have failed that. him on the physical that would never bring him in. It's possible. So that's Good why point. I think his market probably wouldn't be that great. When you've had neck slash spinal yeah. column yeah people realize that that's and, not that's you know, not and you great look, and you look at i mean he had a couple of really good games last year for the yeah. team where he had you know double digit tackles they just lost both games he played and i think the denver game he had 13 tackles or sub so he showed he's he's capable of playing i mean he didn't completely fall off the map no he i mean he was a he was like a at replacement level linebacker right like i mean that's that's the way i viewed the season that he had last the injuries yeah. the injuries have robbed him of movement in my opinion yeah. when you watch him move he doesn't move as good as he once did but would i would i sign him on a one-year deal to prevent myself from having to reach in the draft sure or somebody like him i mean that's what keanu neal was last year so i think it you know you again you kind of get premature because this is all this will all be different by tonight if i had to <laughs> guess with the way that this is going but i do you know i i think it's interesting because i i think y'all are absolutely right if you're trying to draw yourself a roadmap, it sure looks like it's pointing toward guards and receivers to me guard um, they need a guard guard which comes full circle from my first draft which was the jonathan cooper chance warmack draft mm. Man, I loved me some Chance Ouch. Warmack. Neither guy really wound up. I love me some Chance <laughs> Warmack. Amazing. Mauler. Yeah. Jonathan Cooper, incredible athlete. I'm sure they both had great careers. All right, so we've reset the table. We're going to take an early break. Uh, we got plenty of questions from y'all. Some of it about free agency stuff. Some of it draft weeds. We'll get into all of it right after the break. At Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Smoothie King uses only whole fruits and organic veggies. You'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends. Smoothie King is proud to be the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Football season is almost over, and that means tax season is here. With it comes Taxiety. Filing taxes can be stressful if you choose the wrong partner. Don't let Taxiety take over this tax season. Liberty Tax will help you get your largest possible refund or your money back. With more than 12,000 tax professionals nationwide, help is always around the corner. Check out Liberty Tax, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Schedule an appointment today at LibertyTax.com slash Cowboys. Liberty Tax, a brighter way to do taxes. Hey, Cowboys. 
Cowboys fans. If you're thinking about attending a game this season, visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Stay at the team hotel, have dinner with a Cowboys legend, and experience AT&T Stadium's exclusive VIP Owners Club. Also, tour the star, get autographs from your favorite players, and talk X's and O's with me, Mickey Spagnola. The official travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys will take care of all your travel needs. Visit CowboysTravel.com. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Welcome back to the Draft Show presented by Miller Lite. Also presented by Liberty Tax. It's a proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Schedule an appointment today. LibertyTax.com slash Cowboys. The, the further we get into draft season, the more that read starts to give me anxiety about my as-of-yet undone taxes. So Don't Ooh, schedule an appointment too. last night. Don't be like me. Hopefully with Liberty It tax. was with Liberty Oh, tax. Well, wonderful, yeah. Kyle. Way to go. I'm going to track down my uh, Jeff, thingy go, thingy. Jeff, go to LibertyTax.com slash Cowboys. What, your 10, 1099? Yeah, that one from the company that <laughs> I don't work for. My thingy thingy. Well, I can't thingy get thingy. into my HR portal because I don't work there. Mm. And I didn't get one in the mail. Oh, yeah, that's an issue. So it's a struggle. You went bus. paperless? I don't know. Gonna ch- Jeff is every oh, time I try to talk to Jeff about adult things, he's like, I don't know. It's just kind of on auto. I reminded and I don't look at. I it. reminded him about getting his knee fixed and shoulder fixed. Anything else he need to get fixed before he decided to go away? Oh yeah, I forgot to do that. So if I need I surgery, like, it's going to cost a lot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Jeff, he, before check you get out my it, YouTube page, please. <laughs> I think the please. reason needs it. I think the reason I get along so well with Jeff is that we just kind of get by on vibes. We're just like. <laughs> The IRS isn't like beating down my door. I think I'm okay. Not yet. It'll be fine. They know where you work. It'll work. <laughs> you have to the 18th this year, guys. Oh, yeah. good to know. Deadline's Is it not really? tomorrow. We've got three nice. more days than usual. Fine. All right, it's the second segment. You know what that means? Twitter, Twitter on the 20. 20. Absolutely right. A lot of receiver questions today. I can't say I'm surprised about that. Which we we sort of we kind of did this, but I want to I want to get a little bit more thorough with a question from Rob. He wants to know. How far down your list of receivers can you go before you're out of potential day one starters? I think it's a good question because that was the situation they were in with Michael Gallup. They drafted him at 81. He was a day one starter. Wasn't you know great as a rookie, but a guy that they were able to get production out of right away. So we're looking at that again. Cowboys pick 24th, 56th, and 88th. Can you find a day one starter? Like how how far back can you go? Maybe you can get to the fourth. I mean, I've I've seen fourteen wide receivers, and I think they're all day one starters. Yeah. So yeah, I think you can find one. All of them? Yeah. Like uh, for instance, uh, this is just going to be rapid fire because you guys know the names at the top already, right? Wilson, Burks, Williams, London, Moore, Olave, Pickens, Mechie, Dotson, Tolbert. And when I get down to my third round, and there's a bunch of people I haven't seen yet, Calvin Austin the third from Memphis, a little slot guy, yeah, he's a starter. Khalil Shakir at Boise State, yeah, I think he could start for somebody in the slot as a rookie. Alec Pierce at Cincinnati, yeah, yeah. I think that's probably an NFL starter as a rookie. And Wandale Robinson, the other tiny, fast guy from Kentucky. He's a fun player to watch. Probably could start for somebody in the slot as a rookie, and I'm not done watching, guys. There's a lot. Yeah. I'm a, Robinson I have in the fourth round. That's my my first fourth-round guy, and I kind of agree with Jeff of the names that he said. I think wide receiver used to be one where you worried about the learning curve, and I don't worry about the learning curve. I think seven-on-seven football has helped a lot of these kids in high school. I think their offenses in college throw the football a ton. They don't maybe maybe they're not the most polished route runners, 
But you can throw in that Ohio State tape. You take any one of those kids. You throw in the Alabama tape. You take any one of those kids. You throw on some tape from a kid from Western Michigan. You take that kid. You know, I mean, that's kind of where things we're at right now. Because these guys go out there and they catch the football. They know how to run routes. They know how to get open, and they're not scared. And I think that's I think that's what we've seen in pro football really the last uh, two or three years. And they're used in so many different ways, yeah. too. And that, that same sort of usage goes from the collegiate game into the professional game now. And it used to not be that much of a crossover. Now there's so many things that mirror each other, like where a Wandell Robinson could be selected outside of the top 100, yet he's still going to be the third wide receiver starting in 11 personnel for whatever team ends up picking him up along the way because he's used in a certain way. Same thing with guys like Christian Watson. I know he didn't say his name out of North Dakota State. He's down the list from guys like Pickens and Dotson and Mechie, Tolbert, but he's a guy who oh, I think the mix. absolutely make an impact, and he's probably the 11th receiver, 10th receiver off the board. I'm glad you brought him up. I'll, I'll ask this question from T-Chance, but then I think it opens up to a broader question. He specifically wants to know who you think is a better fit between Alec Pierce, guy that y'all like a lot out of Cincinnati, and Christian Watson. Like a little bit out of Cincinnati. Brian likes him a lot. I do like him I a like lot. Him. I have him over Watson myself. I just when you watch, like I said, when I was when I was evaluating the quarterback there at Cincinnati, I, I he was throwing the ball to one guy, really. <laughs> and that one guy was making like every single play. And so yeah, I, I don't know how you could, you know, not like a receiver he tested very well at the combine. If you're into those kinds of things, you know, and he also the thing about him that's really really interesting is he's a really he's a tall guy. I mean, it's not, it's a six three, two hundred eleven pound guy. That I mean, it, it, and the catch radius is huge. He goes all over the place to get the ball. He's really good in the red zone. I mean, his his learning curve I think is very little because I think he could do all the things already, and he's not size deficient, so you can play him wherever you need to play him. I'm the same way. I have Watson underneath Pierce. It, because of those reasons, I like the size, I like the speed, the athleticism. I'm not going to say he's he's Cooper Cup. That's a dumb comparison. A lot of people have kind of thrown it out there in terms of style of play. He's not to that level yet, but I still like the way that he could kind of mix some of those things into his pro game. I don't want to repeat a lot of what Brian said, but I'm right there with him. Well, I'll throw it out to you in a broader sense because, again, he asked about sure. two specific guys, but on a team that now has – you assume C.D. Lamb is is the is now the number one receiver on this team. Yeah, Michael Gallup. Yeah. Our boy P.T. says Michael Gallup's going to be the number one. He could mm. be. Shout hey, shout out Phil Tanner. I trust the hell out of what he has to say. Coached here for a little <laughs> while. Oh well, and I think the Cowboys want more from Michael Gallup. But yeah. knowing highest paid receiver on the team, knowing their skill sets. Well, they need to get some from Ceedee Lamb, though. Too. They need Let's more. Let's be honest from about it. It's got to be a one A one B. That that that, that was one of those things that you know that I, I know that he was my number one wide receiver on that board. And mm -hmm. the fact when he was taken, I was super excited. Is his is it his fault completely? No, but but there needs to be. It sounds harsh to say about a guy. Maybe that just maybe overrated him. I mean, like say thousand yards potentially his first season, thousand with eleven hundred last season. It doesn't. It doesn't. But help you kind of feel like you, you need more there. It doesn't help that a guy drafted five spots behind him is setting the league on fire. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, but knowing what you know about these two, is there a third receiver? And I think y'all have talked about Pickens before when we've kind of danced around this subject. But is there a third receiver that you think complements those two exceptionally well? Are you ready for your question to be answered with a question? That's kind of what y'all do. <laughs> Are so you sure. prepared for that? Yeah. 
Do you like CD Lamb outside or do you like CD Lamb in the slot? I prefer him in the slot. Then you need a guy who can play anywhere. Um, if you want CD in the slot in the first round, I think names to know would be Drake London, Traylon Burks, Garrett Wilson. I think I would like Jamison Williams in the slot, but he could go either. If they draft Jamison Williams, I'm fine with whatever, by the way. You could put, you could just mix and match those two guys. Well, ideally, I would like to think CeeDee Lamb can do both. Like, well, I want my best be receiver in the slot no matter what. Yeah. Like, that's what I want. I don't, because like, it's like you, we say the word slot, and I think people picture Lesser. Cole Beasley. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, Traylon Burks plays anymore. the slot. He's 6'2, 225. Right. Uh, A.J. Green, when he was still really, really good, was playing the slot. Julio Jones started playing the slot. Yep. Your best guy plays the slot, slot, not your tiny guy. Slot used to mean smaller guy who gets by right. with quickness. Yeah, but teams have also figured out they play their best corner in the slot, though, too. Mm. Sure. You know, that's that's something that... Not come, a lot of them. You combat that. No, a lot of them do walk in there and play. Do you I mean, you, if you're going to put your best player in the slot... They, I, Ramsey I, will I, go in there, but most, sure will. most outside sure corners will. play outside. Yeah. there's there's some of your good so You watch enough games, they'll take they'll they'll play the... You'll see some of the best players inside. Hmm. They just That's the way they walk them in you're there. You're right. I don't watch very many games. He's calling you out. <laughs> I don't watch He's calling much. you no, out. I'm just saying, if you, really, if you really watch... I mean, I'm just saying, if you really watch the games, they, they really do. I I'm, can look up snap counts for corners, and I promise you, the vast majority of what you consider a great corner... It's going to be They're outside. Out there. no, sure, there's a lot of guys that don't want to go in there, but you do. You, you know, teams have figured out that the best receivers are in the slot. Do you think I'm crazy for wanting CD in the slot? No, no, not at all. No, I don't no, know. He's if, your best one. Okay, just making sure. But I also would point out that I think CD is really, really good outside, outside. too. Like he can do whatever, and that's yeah. why I think you're wide open. I think you're wide open at what receiver you pick. I like the idea of Jamison Williams and C.D. Lamb kind of being interchangeable. Both guys can play outside. Both guys can play inside. You never know where they're going to line up, and then you've got Michael Gallup as your deep threat on the opposite side. That sounds like a ton of fun. I will readily admit, I, I think there are more important things they could do with that pick than Agreed. draft a receiver. But it would be fun. Oh, my God. I would do a backflip if they drafted Jamison <laughs> Williams. It would be amazing. Anthony wants to know... What would you give up, if anything, for LaVisca Chenault, who appears to well, be on the some, trading block? Was there some questions about his medical coming yes, out? Yes, that I think that's the, something that the people need to— The of his draft Yeah, I think that's profile. a lot of it has to do with that. So, yeah. I think I would worry—I I think that these teams, this medical stuff, that carries. A lot of these guys like, well, okay, I see him playing, but is that something that's going to be a problem in the future? You know, this is kind of one of those deals which I'm looking. At. I believe Chenault fell to the second round, did he not? Yeah, he, yes, he, he was did. pick 42 in 2020. I, so again, that matters because you don't get the fifth year option. So yep. he's he's halfway through his rookie deal, uh, and I just like what is a what is a guy who's been okay, not amazing, who's only got two years left on his deal. Like, what is he worth? What is that? What is that worth to you? Like, I wouldn't give up fifth any, round pick. I wouldn't give up anything better than a day three pick for. Yeah, this. no, that's what you've kind of seen. What's going on with Amari Cooper and stuff like that? Mm, sure. I mean, that's what people are. That's what people are doing right now, and they're even doing it sometimes with these quarterbacks. You know, I mean, we're, the, the the top ones, of course, are going to get the first round picks. But again, I just believe that people are kind of like, listen, you're, you know, if you want to move on from this guy, I mean, they, they're looking at the draft just like we are. It's you a, know? it's a weird thing to say because. Christian Kirk just got paid an ungodly amount of money. I mean, receivers are making money. But at the same time, again, going back to the first segment, this trend and what we talked to Will about at the yep. Combine, 
you can count on six of these guys being studs every year. And so what are you like? Why are you giving up a ton of assets when you know that the next draft class is right around the corner be there. with another thousand yard receiver ready to play right away? I just think that kind of hurts the value of established players unless you are really at the top of your profession. Hey, Dallas has three first or three fifth round picks now. Maybe you could trade one of them and try and go get somebody. Maybe not a Chenault, but maybe you go. Maybe this is where you maneuver. go get your punter, your kicker. I think so, too. I think you maybe take either I'm, one of I'm, those guys. I'm taking that extra fifth from the Brownies, and I'm yeah. using it on whichever kicker they prefer. Cade yeah. York, that's fine. I, Out of LSU, at the at the risk of sounding like a homer, if they want to draft Cameron Dicker, Cameron Dicker from Dicker Texas, Dicker the kicker, that sounds fun to me. I don't care. <laughs> one of them. Uh, I told y'all there would be a lot of receiver questions. Cowboys seventy one wants y'all to break down Traylon Burks versus Chris Olave. Uh, just their games. <laughs> they're very different players. Couldn't be more different. They're very different players. So, uh, like, just break down what they do well, what they don't do well, yada, 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 just sort of what you would get from either decision. They do the exact opposites well. <laughs> uh, Traylon Burks is 6'2", 225, and you're going to feel every bit of that when you play against him because they're going to throw him screens, they're going to put the ball up in the air. Uh, Traylon Burks is physically imposing hell after the catch, plays above the rim down the field. He's a big, tough, physical wide receiver. Chris Olave is a small, kind of slight, incredible route runner and technician. And uh, and fast. I'm going to take that from him. He scored 13 touchdowns and 65 catches. That's pretty darn good. But they're just they're polar opposites. Traylon Burks, you want the ball in his hands now or up there. And Chris Olave, you want him to go run a route on that dude, and he's going to give you separation. Nah, Jeff's nailed him. I mean, he's absolutely got both players right. I mean, th- th- that the thing about Olave to me is that you talk about the technician and things like that. I mean, I, I don't know. Okay, let's let's look at it this way. Which receiver is best for Dak Prescott? If you had to watch a game and you're saying throw it up guy to or you know bad bot a bad bad you know catch guy you know bad ball guy, see I'm trying to figure out now my my new mission is if it's not separators yeah if it's not good for Dak don't tell me about it I don't want I don't care if you know if. To me, if it's about blockers, if it's about a runner, if it's about a tight end, if it's about a receiver, because again, I know we're a show that's all about the draft, but if, if you want to focus on the Cowboys, which one of these guys better helps Dak? And which to one? me, to me, maybe it's a bigger body guy, but also look at a lobby and make plays in tight spaces, yep. poorly thrown balls. I think the answer is a lave. Yeah, which I goes, agree. It goes against my instinct. Burks to is like a damn go good the, player. I'm not I saying mean, he's not. It goes I mean, against how I have them ranked. Is the problem? Hey, which <laughs> yeah. hey, trust I'm your board. Kind of there too. The reason I was so the reason I was so insistent that I thought moving on from Amari was a bad idea. I think his skill set works very well with Dak. He presents like a clean target. He, yeah. he creates separation. He gets open. He wasn't as open as he was last year, I don't believe. I think there were some limitations with his health yeah. that allowed him not to play fast. Amari didn't play as fast as he normally plays. And I think that to me, if I'm looking at all these wide receivers, I'm just thinking – which one of these guys can go out there and get the football, get open, and at least give Dak Prescott? Because we've learned about Dak. If it's not completely open, that ball might not be going your direction. Right. 
So whoever whoever one of these guys, I don't care, start at Jeff's number one and go all the way to 14 and determine who that guy is. Garrett Wilson's one of them. Yeah, there you go. But we agree. Sky Moore, Chris Olave. Yep. John Mechie. There you go. Mm-hmm. Jalen Tolbert. All right. And maybe Jamison Williams. Yeah, I would throw him into Speed that category. Speed separates, Spinning. but he's not a technician. He, he yeah. wins at the line of scrimmage, but he doesn't necessarily have that route running capability. Olave is one of those crisp, clean route runners that's yeah. going to separate immediately. If you throw him on a slant, he's open. You throw him in the back, the backfield, if you want to kind of toss it to him behind, he's open. He's going to run after the catch as well. So if you want to narrow it down even further, and you were to say, okay, I think the Cowboys would love to pick an offensive lineman in the first round. Uh-huh. Second round? I believe you narrow that down to Sky Moore, John Mechie, Jalen Tolbert. You want one of those names available. Mechie at Alabama, Tolbert at South Alabama, and Sky Moore at Western Michigan. What about Dotson? Do- yeah, I was going to ask you about Dotson. Does he do anything for we, you? We gloss over Jahan Dotson a, a lot. lot. But he's a slight it's guy. Of where I have him ranked. He's That's why I gloss over him. 5'11 guy? Is that why? Did yes. you did you say 5'11 and yeah, slight? Yeah, and he's 4'4", and like he's explosive. Jahan Dotson's a good player, but I think I see him ranked for so many people like in the 20s or yeah. something like that. And I'm more like, yeah, if he was at 56, we could talk about it. That, well, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. It's 56. I'm not. I'm up there. I'm, I'm right there with you. He's not in those top six receivers that we keep throwing around. But I like the way he he runs routes. I, I like the way he gets guys off balance. I get mad at receivers who can't get off the line. Yeah. And when yeah, people he's... lined up on the line of scrimmage, yeah. they yeah. were screwing him up. And when he would get contacted in route, they mm-hmm. were screwing him up. And <laughs> he's not physical. I have that in my yeah. cons category. That bothers me with receivers. We got to be tough through <laughs> the route, very and physical. we got to get off the line. Honestly, in my opinion, when you look at these names, the best player probably for Dak would be Drake London. Ooh, just throw it just up to, to go him. get a guy. Well, that's a contested catch guy, though. But I'm, that's what I'm saying, though. But to me, though, I know that it's going to be that he's going to he's going to go get it. See, I, I mean, I put in my notes because I thought this guy was Adam Thielen, and maybe that's what Dak needs. Maybe Dak needs a guy that can get open, but when it gets a little muddy, that like, oh, the ball's thrown bad. Here's like a six four guy going straight up and getting it. Isn't that kind of what Michael Gallup is? I was about is? to ask that Especially question. Especially since guy, they just guy, gave him all that money. Okay, t- tell me about Michael Gallup as a route runner. I don't think he's... It's, okay, if that's, your, if that's your argument then, if that's your argument, then go get you somebody that runs routes. He gave you a, he gave you a boatload of names that go talk about guys that are really good route runners, Olave, Mitchie, those kinds of guys. You need guys because that's what right now, I don't know if you necessarily have that. I don't know if you necessarily say that CeeDee Lamb's a great route runner. I, I agree, and that's, that's... So you better go get somebody that can separate and somebody... But I, I, break, I bring up London... Just because of how damn big he is and back shoulder up high, because Dak ain't always accurate, you know? Yeah. But, and, but Dak. And would- actually, a better, I thought it's a great point from you, even less than his accuracy. He doesn't want to take that risk. Yeah. Like he's not going to zip it into yeah. a bad window. He's like, you're either open enough that That's I feel takes good about it. He sacks around I'm the line on. of scrimmage. Yeah. He hold, 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 sack. Which it's is, at the line of scrimmage. It's you know? probably the least sexy skill set because everybody is infatuated with the Traylon Burks, sure. my, tra- myself included. Like if you're 230 and can run like that, that's exciting as hell. And it, uh, an incredible route tree probably gets 
glossed over the most because it's it just doesn't it's not that exciting to look at. But I think it's the most valuable thing for Dak, which is why I wind up on Alave. Do you think that at some point along the line, if they do go with the Drake London, though, and you go with a guy who's, again, not a great route runner, but he's going to go up and get the football, maybe those, those tendencies start to shift a little bit from Dak Prescott? Because that's my John thing. John back. Right, John Kitna when he was here, little Yolo ball. Yeah, he told Dag, he's like, trip it. Yeah, let it happen. You see what's happening, but maybe those tendencies change if all of a sudden he doesn't have that technician like Amari Cooper. We're willing this team to draft a wide receiver at twenty four. Yeah, we are. And and, but it's probably not going to happen. So okay, Calvin Austin in the third. I think go the opposite. Let's go tiny. Yeah, we all agree. So I'll I'll end it. I'll end it with this, and we can go long. That's fine. But just knowing what we know right now. Give me your ideal roadmap through the first four rounds. Like if you don't, if you don't want them to draft a receiver, don't do it. Just Round one: Zion Johnson, Boston College guard. Round two: Sky Moore, wide receiver, Western Michigan. Round three: You guys are gonna have to tell me what linebacker you think would actually be there on my grades. I would say somebody like Channing Tindall, but I think he'll probably be gone. Or Asamoa, the OU linebacker. Your boy Chanel. Leo Chanel, if you think I can have him in the third round, absolutely. That'd be tough at 88, but I think he'll go like before 88 in the third. Fourth round tight end? Isaiah Likely. Just throw out a name. Okay. Kyle? Uh, I'm along the same lines. Go offensive line in the first. You don't have to give me names. I'm not. Offensive line in the first, wide receiver in the second, linebacker, interior in the third, even though I know that's the fourth straight draft we've taken an interior guy on day two and then uh linebacker whatever was left over from what i just said in the third and the fourth okay lindenbaum pickens and then i would probably look at somebody like tyndall or if walker was there i have walker in the third round he's probably a second round player but i would go i would probably go center i would go wide receiver and then i would go linebacker who's your left guard uh, that's a question I need to answer myself because right now I don't. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a chance that maybe I could bottom fish this thing, and I'm just gonna make sure I take care of the center spot because I think this center's pretty rare the way he plays. So I'm gonna take a chance that my left tackle is gonna hold up, my center's gonna be a rare player, my right guard will be fine. I'm not sure about the right tackle. You might need to take a right tackle, too, if you're yeah. thinking about – if you really think that, that uh, Steele is your guy. Whether you like him or not, they like him a lot. But I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm just going to take Linderbaum because I think he's better than what the, the guards that I have at that spot. Going back to my point from earlier, a lot more is going to change. Since the first segment, yep. Connor Williams has agreed to a deal with the Dolphins. I don't think really anybody's surprised to hear that he's moving on. No. But I am curious – to see what the, I mean, obviously Connor McGovern's still here. Do they take the time, for lack of a better word, to draft and or excuse me, sign a veteran? I guess Matt Farniak's still sitting around as well. So like, you have quote unquote bodies. I just wonder how much they do to address it, or do they go into the draft with that sort of being that kind of glaring need where they need to spend a you know top. 100 type of pick. I just I'm just looking at this, you know, I, I'm just looking at this as my center is higher rated than those guards I have on that board. And so and like I said with Linderbaum, I'm kind of thinking that 
man, I can, I'm not saying I'm going to band-aid this, this guard position because you tried to band-aid it a little bit. And they'll sign somebody before yeah. the draft, right? Like, they're going to sign well, a that's guy. What I'm, do you think so, though? Because yes. if See, you have McGovern and uh, Farniak, you technically have the bodies. I mean, we tried one of them. I mean, and Jeff they made, immediately pulled the ripcord. Yep, you are not wrong. I Jeff made I, the point in the first segment. They don't like seeing McGovern out there. Well, no, I, the, the offensive line coach hates him, yeah. so that's that's, that's clear, good. you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the thing that to me, like, I, I just if I'm going to take a sh- if I if I'm center looking at that center, I think my center, that center can really help me in the run game. I think he really can, maybe even more so than a guard right now. Because I, you know, I, I saw things going on with, you know, with Biotish that, you know, I, I, it's, you know, it's, it's not, it's not where it needs to be. Linderbaum comes in and man, we talk about, you know, how you play against the defense, how you reach, how you scoop, how you get, you know, you know, keep give guys the ability to cut the ball back and stuff like that. I think he does that in a lot, and especially with combo blocks and things mm-hmm. like that, he's really, really good. So to me, I just have him a better than. Those those guards that are then Green and Johnson and Ingram and Kennard, all those guys. As always, we appreciate your questions. When we come back, I'm gonna try to get these guys to fight each other. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Football season is almost over, and that means tax season is here. With it comes Taxiety. Filing taxes can be stressful if you choose the wrong partner. Don't let Taxiety take over this tax season. Liberty Tax will help you get your largest possible refund or your money back. With more than 12,000 tax professionals nationwide, help is always around the corner. Check out Liberty Tax, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Schedule an appointment today at libertytax.com slash cowboys. Liberty Tax, a brighter way to do taxes. Hey, Cowboys. Cowboys fans, if you're thinking about attending a game this season, visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Stay at the team hotel, have dinner with a Cowboys legend, and experience AT&T Stadium's exclusive VIP Owners Club. Also, tour the star, get autographs from your favorite players, and talk X's and O's with me, Mickey Spagnola. The official travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys will take care of all your travel needs. Visit CowboysTravel.com. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. This is Chad Hennings, former cowboy and proud veteran of the United States Air Force. When my fellow military veterans choose VA, they receive life-changing benefits from the Department of Veterans Affairs. If you are a veteran, you may be eligible for health care, education, and training benefits, a home loan guarantee, housing assistance, and more. Choose VA for the benefits you've earned. Visit choose.va.gov to learn more. That's choose.va.gov. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Your favorite WWE superstars return to AT&T Stadium for WrestleMania on Saturday, April 2nd and Sunday, April 3rd, 2022. Get your tickets to the most stupendous two-night WrestleMania in history. Visit SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. RIP to Scott Hall. Hate to see Mm, that. Legend. A living legend. 63 years old, right? 63 years old. Doesn't make me feel very good. Well, 
Pro pro wrestlers might be doing one more draft show with you guys. Pro wrestlers live a, a hard life, man. That's a lot of travel and a lot of uh, physical abuse. Kevin so. Nash and Razor Ramon was a solid tag team. Yeah, it's a good group. Legendary. The yeah. Outsiders Edge. Yeah. Good stuff. Razor's Edge. The Razor's Edge. Yeah, they were, they, he had two names for it. You're right. Because he wasn't always Razor Ramon. I was going to say he was Scott Hall. The beauty of being in wrestling for 30 years is like— But he, Razor Ramon died? That's yes. Scott Hall. That's Scott oh, Hall. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> okay, I don't follow the sport. Jeez. I don't follow the sport. See, I'm that's sorry. my point. Is like if Scott you, Hall's dead and Razor Ramon. If you do it— Got them both. If huh? you do it long enough, one. your personality, your, your gimmick changes like eight times. So Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, NWO, Kevin all that Nash stuff. Nash was Diesel. Oh, jeez. So they just— Sorry they, about that. F- these wrestling these fan, yeah. WrestleMania reads always lead us down a rabbit hole of pro wrestling, and I just assume most Kane people wore hate a mask listening because to it. he was so horribly disfigured, except for when he took his God, mask, mask off he and didn't have a be, mask anymore. Also yeah, became fine. like the mayor of Knoxville, or he looked like a congressman. Men, yeah, think. let's not go down that path too far, though. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> I want to. Is there no, a story? No, no, no. There is. No, we're not doing it. We're talking about the draft. <laughs> Specifically. Do a podcast about it, Jeff. No. <laughs> I want to get y'all's takes. I want to get y'all's takes. Again, we, we talked about this at the top of the draft, but we're trying to draw this circle around. First round prospects, guys that we think the Cowboys might target at 24. And I just want to see how y'all feel about different ones, different options, different ways that they could go by pairing guys up. So I'm just going to start off with a list that I wrote out this morning. Given the choice between Nicobe Dean or Chris Olave, Nicobe Dean. Why? Because uh, I'm great as a first round player and I have Chris Olave as a cheater grade. My answer is always going to be. B- my board. Nicobe Dean, <laughs> I have as one of my four, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven real life first round grades. And Olave, I do not. Can I get a rebuttal? I, I've got both in the first myself. And Max, actually, Olave is the last guy I have in the first. I have four first round grades for the wide receivers. Dean is my number one inside linebacker. I would probably go Dean on that one, is what I would do. I just think that, that when you watch him play, He's got some rare ability. Again, both these guys are a little bit shorter, a little bit smaller, but both of them make tremendous amount of plays. I just kind of feel like that you put Dean in this scheme and let him run, he could finish. So I would I would have him slightly over Olave in that situation myself. I completely disagree. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm right damn there, it, guys! I know. I was, I, I, was I, was you, I was hoping you would. No, I receiver's more important than linebacker. Give me Olave. No, nah, that's my that, answer. Okay, so that's, that's my answer. Do. Well, for this team, for this, are you talking about just for this team or just as far as on your board? In, in general, but also for this team. I have them either way. Uh, Nicobe Dean over Olave. That quick first step, the recognition, his ability to go head hunting. I, I like all of that over Olave, who I have. I'm kind of with Jeff. I, I have him in like that first, second round cheater area, but Nicobe Dean is surely a first round player for me. Tyler Linderbaum. Mm hmm. Traylon Burks. Linderbaum. I assume this is going to be a clean sweep. Linderbaum, he's real life first round, and I have all the top receivers, the top six guys, as cheater one-twos. Mm-hmm. So anybody who I have as an absolutely first-round grade, I'm taking over the receivers. Tyler Linderbaum fits there. 
Yeah, Lindenbaum is I have both guys in the first round. Burks would be my third best receiver. Lindenbaum, the number one center on the board, and it is a huge drop to the next center at the third round. Yeah. So to me, I think I would go. I, th- I think there's some rareness to again to Lindenbaum. I've, I've never seen. I've said this before in a bunch of shows. This just I've never seen a guy overcome more deficiencies to play great like he does. You know, with his lack of height, short arms. I mean, people will try and talk you out of him, and I'm like, watch the film. Watch what this guy does on film, and you tell me. Burks, I think, is, is very interesting because of all the things he can do, but I, I would go with Linderbaum right there myself. Who is your second center? I don't know if we've talked about it. Parham. Oh, okay. Parham out, out of, of Memphis. Memphis. Okay. Another I had Donovan West and then Parham. I have West out of Arizona State. But, yeah, it's a huge drop-off. And yeah. it kind of goes back to what you were talking about in the earlier segments about wide receivers, about why invest this much when you know there's a ton of other guys that are going to come in NFL ready to play. Maybe if that's the case, if there's a position that is at least valued lesser than wide receiver, like uh, the center would be, and then there's a massive drop-off in talent between their number one and number two guys, then why would you not take the Linderbaum that's sitting there Whenever you could, if if you pass up on a Burks, you could still get a guy in the second you feel really good about. Devin Lloyd, Trent McDuffie. Ooh, now you're getting the same grade. Now I am yeah, going to have to do some stacking yeah, here. Now I need you to give me an opinion. Devin Lloyd in your in life, McDuffie. It's the corner out of Washington yeah. for anybody that's Trent not Mc- following along. Trent McDuffie, the one knock he's going to get is T-Rex arms. He's under 30-inch arms, but holy cow, he's a really good player, and he plays the more valuable position. I'm going to go Trent McDuffie over Devin Lloyd. And, and again, Anybody? are we talking about just overall? Just, would you like the player? Don't try to waffle here. Don't okay. try to come up with oh, caveats. Oh, yeah, like if you're going to play a need thing and we can move it around a little bit, like Devin Lloyd probably fills a need better for the Cowboys. Sure. But if you're just picking players in order of how you like them, if you're I would passing, have McDuffie over Lloyd. If you're passing on a corner that you love because you need a linebacker, that's bad drafting in my opinion. Why would you say that to my face, though? You could have said that when I was gone. And <laughs> you me right in my you face. agree with me. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. But you said it to me, so it felt like an attack. <laughs> it felt like you were getting you're looking attacked. looking right at me. I have Lloyd as my 27th overall player, and I have McDuffie as 33. Oh, so, you are a McDuffie hater. I'm not a hater. There are not 32 better players. <laughs> I just have him as my third best cornerback. Do you hate uh, behind, dinosaurs? No, I you don't. don't like his I love dinosaurs, arms? actually. Okay. Derek Stingley is above him. Sauce Gardner's above him. Stingley out of LSU. Gardner out of Cincinnati, for those listening. Um, McDuffie's my third. I like Devin Lloyd just a little bit better. I think he's physical. I like the way he plays downhill. He can stop the run. He can plug the gaps. 33rd. That's tough, though. I take Lloyd, and I love – I mean, McDuffie's – I have both guys in the first round again. Yeah. Solid first-round players. I think with Lloyd, the thing that I love about him, if you leave him unblocked, he will make every single tackle. And I love that about a guy. I yep. love it when you watch him play and you know you run into the football and all that. His tape is really, really good. He's 6'3", he's 237 pounds. This guy, people are going to figure out how to use him because when he's going downhill, he's going to make the tackle and he's going to make him hard to block. And I think that's what I really, really like. McDuffie, to me, is I don't look at the – the short arms, and you know he's tall enough. He's got enough weight. He still knocks the ball down. 
he still knocks that ball down. I mean, that's there's no question. No, he, he plays. I love Trent McDuffie. Like I was about fun. to say. I just like to have fun with the. <laughs> the no, I mean, T-Rex no, I mean, I, I, T Rex arms is fun to say. It is. No, no, I mean, it's really it's fun, fun to mess say. You could say the same <laughs> thing about the Iowa Center. You know, yeah. there, there's guys. Well, he's got an extra inch and a half. There's guys on this on this in this first round that I, I'm telling you they have deficiencies. Yeah. They really do. If you you know, you're, someone's going to say, "Why well, wouldn't have taken him because he's a short arm guy, McDuffie?" Well, I'm not going to take him because he's 296 pounds. You know, Lindenbaum. I'm going to throw you one that people are going to say is pie in the sky, but you never know. Mm-hmm. I love pie. Tyler Linderbaum. Baum. Derek Stingley. <laughs> Both first round grades. I would take Stingley in that regard myself. Linderbaum. He likes football. Ooh. I had to find a tiebreaker because they're both first-round guys. I want me. you guys to fight I'll, because I'm on the fence here. It's I'll been take the center. It's because. been two years. It's been two years since Derek Stingley had an amazing season. It is true. It is. A premier corner, which he, he has, has the traits to be. He, he has the makeup to be that corner. Is super duper valuable. I can't see him falling that far, but you never know. There's enough. It's what do you not? It's who do you? Which one are you choosing to take your uncertainties and say I don't trust that guy? The height slash arm length of Linderbaum, despite great tape, or the Stingley two years of? Were you hurt? Did you you kind of lose interest when you guys weren't good? What what happened there? That's fair. Uh, I'll go durability. I'll take Linderbaum. Uh, I mean, people are going to get on me because here I'm wearing a, a Joe Burrow jersey. You are basically. wearing an LSU hoodie. In the I've studio. got Gardner over Stingley, though, but just okay. just because I think I think, I think there's questions. I think there's questions. I think there's reasons why you would say maybe he would get to 24, and people will tell you this guy is not an alpha type of a player. That he needs a big brother. You know that he. You know that. I, I think there's a lot of questions about him. Absolutely, but you watch him play. There's. There's like you talk about Lindenbaum with some rare ability. That kid Stingley's got rare ability. When you watch him play, it is so easy for him to when the way he moves, the way he transitions, the way he plays the ball. It's super, super easy. And I wouldn't have believed that it was be a better corner in the draft, but Gardner's a better corner. Mm-hmm. But Gardner is a better corner. But I, I I do love me some some Stingley though. If you told me Sauce Gardner was the one that fell and it was Linderbaum and Gardner, then I would take Sauce Gardner. But I know that's probably even less likely so, than so the pot in the th- sky that we just are, talked about. There are dings on Stingley's resume that could push him down the board. Yeah, and there's not unless that for Gardner. something comes out over the next month about Gardner that we don't know. Yep. He's the top ten pick. I and, just, yeah, yeah. You, I think you were going to say this cliche a little bit ago, but when there's smoke, there's fire, and you kind of hear that rumbling. That Stingley could be the one to fall. Yeah, not me. Yeah, he needs the new ones. He's like more the creative. New, the new that. memes. I've on, been on Twitter. That I've been expecting about. Sting to fall since about mid October. That's of a good the point. Season. He, he, could, he, he, could, he could very well end up in, when that Philadelphia has that run. Sure, he you know, right there, right there in that run. He'd be fun here. I just. He could have the big brother and digs. If you, that that would be that's what he needs. People will say that he's not a bad kid. No. They they say that he if you want him to be he says Jeff's brought it up because he's seen Gardner work out in person and he's talking about Gardner walking in a room and lighting that place up. Stingley is not that guy. Yeah. So that's kind of where people would ding him a little bit. Like Jeff says, does a guy really like football? I don't think he's a glass eater by any means. You know, but I Which think no one should be. That sounds yeah. terrible. <laughs> 
It and, means you're tough if you're eating glass. <laughs> that, it, it, it's, a, it's a turn of phrase, Jeff. <laughs> I think if you have a chance to draft a corner with that skill set, I think especially if it's all the way down at 24, I think you got to take the risk. One last one before we get out of here. I like this one. I don't know. Brian, you might not like this one. I think Jeff will. Uh-oh. Jordan Davis, Zion Johnson. Ooh, same grade. Um, Zion Johnson. Why? I will go Zion because Zion is going to play 100% of the snaps. I just mm. think I would take my left guard over a 50% of the snaps player, give or take, which is what Jordan Davis is going to be. And you're making me, because I have to make a case, you're going to make me tear somebody down, and that's messed up. I'm not asking you to tear no, them down. No, it's messed up what you're doing. rationale. But yes, I would take a guy who I think is going to be a high-level starting left guard for his career over a one technique, even with the good testing, because I got to see it on tape. Jordan Davis sitting on tape, making a bunch of okay. plays outside the tackle. Box. Brian, you don't love Zion as much as Jeff. No, does. I have a chance to be really, really wrong about that player. But there's, so there's a, there's a couple of guys in this draft that I have that opportunity, and I'll that, wear them both. If knowing they, if that it you happened. don't love Zion, what do you think about that? I, you know that what choice? I, I tell you what, though, I mean, he's not wrong about the playing ability. He's not wrong. I mean, it's about you know the thing with Johnson playing every snap. You're going to get him 65, 70 plays. I think with Jordan Davis, though, with this defense. You know, think about having a guy that big, that athletic in the middle of his defense. Yep. And all of a sudden, now it's like, oh, we've got Randy, we've got Tank, we've got potentially Osa or, you know, anybody else you want to put at the three with that one playing the way he does. And maybe work with him and find a way. I mean, the scouts will tell you that's just a push the pocket type of a player right now, but that's a big push the pocket type of a player right now. And so to me, I just have him better. I, I would have him. I got both of them in the second round. I just have a couple of guards over Zion Johnson, but I don't have as many. I don't have. It's Jordan Davis as a one technique and Wyatt as the three. You know, if you told me I could have either one of those guys, I'd absolutely love it. Which one would you take? I would take. Uh, I think I would take Wyatt. I think you got to take Wyatt over there. Davis. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. It. The thing about. But Davis one's a three and one's a one's a one. Was a one technique, yeah. yeah. Davis, it, it goes back to positional value too, because if you wanted to get your third guard on your list rather than your number one or number two interior defensive lineman, but kind of going to what Brian is, if I'm Dallas, if we're in the seats, and I know that's not the exercise, I would take Jordan Davis either way. Let's just say that I have him graded higher. But I'm, if I'm Dallas, I'm looking at the weapons around what Brian's talking about. You have a, a, a guy who, even if he plays for just two snaps, you put him in there with Randy Gregory, Tank Lawrence. You have Michael Parsons coming off the back. Who knows? Maybe it's Jabril Cox back there. Maybe it's a second or a third round guy who's behind you. It opens up your defense if you're able to push just a little bit. And then you have that rotation of guys that you already have on the roster at the moment. If you can put a guy who eats up that much space on the field and not give up any athleticism, like you don't get yep. slower as a defense. Which you wouldn't. And you think about the the freaks that already work here. Yeah, I get I get the appeal of well, that. Zion Johnson's a good player though well, too. Is, well, at the end of the I go. I, I mean, go, he's going to plug and play. I go with Jeff. Give me give me seventy five snaps a game. Yeah, over no, I mean, and, and, and that's I mean, not just, a, and that's not the wrong way to think about yeah. that. Though, I mean, that. To, but to me, that that's that's the one guy that I'm going to look back and say, man, you didn't see him how you needed to see him. All right. Good, robust. Maybe. Good, not not as much of an argument as I wanted, but that's okay. We got plenty more time for that. Plenty Damone more. Damone Clark, day three. That's ridiculous. That's rude, is what that is. We'll see if anybody wants to fight. 
<laughs> we'll get to that. We got plenty, plenty more twists and tor- turns to go. I'm positive. We will be back with y'all next time. Thanks for listening to the draft show. We'll catch y'all next time. Thanks. I'm bad at signing off. What? Later. Bye. See ya. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!